2: Just two guys still figuring out which Spice Girls they want to impregnate. Hey, boys and girls, you're listening to the Chad and Cheese podcast. This is your co-host Joel Posh Cheeseman. This is Chad back in the New York groove. So, wash. And on this week's show, TMP or er, I mean, Radency has a new roommate. <laughs> Career builder gets caught stripping and layoffs. 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 layoffs.
1: layoffs. Let's do this. We did, dude. Wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener, get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com. That's textkerne dot com. Mmm, nachos.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, did you miss us, everybody? Two weeks away, baby. Two weeks away. Two weeks away in beautiful Europe, man. Where Are you still there? Are you back? I'm so confused.
1: Oh, I'm no, I'm here. back. It took us forever to get back because of this bag fucking baggage luggage situation in Heathrow. We actually uh, were, were stalled uh, on the tarmac for like two hours mm-hmm. while they were loading. Was it melting? Was the tarmac melting? That, no, that... that was looting. That was looting. But uh, <laughs> we got we got to JFK. We couldn't make our connection. So sunny side of this bad boy, we actually got New York style pizza, which is my favorite pizza oh, in the world. That I had is to stay true. the night, but got back yesterday. Yesterday.
2: and you slept for what 20 hours and you're ready to podcast <laughs> apparently. apparently i am ready i hope i remember how to do this shit yeah so i uh i took a different route from you after mm-hmm. wreckfest. i went to uh went to liverpool for a, a, a day and a half or so and saw nice. the Beatles shit it's a very it's a very underrated hidden gem of uh, of the uk liverpool i highly recommend it never heard that and then, yeah, I never heard that. And then <laughs> flew off to uh, beautiful Scandinavia,
0: Helsinki,
2: Ooh, to nice. meet up with uh, my wife, who's doing a conference. She's actually still there, uh, some days in Helsinki. Which there's no other whiter place that I've been. I mean, it is a white <laughs> rice skin, not light skin, rice skin. Yes, uh, country. Yes. Uh, we went up. They're to translucent. Ulu. Yeah, it's uh, they're almost invisible. No one lives there. It's so it's so white. <laughs> went up to Ulu. About two hour train ride north. Excuse you. And then this is all my wife. She wanted to go to the north like Arctic Circle. So we literally drove, rented a car, went up to the Arctic Circle where it, it the line crosses and there's literally a line there that says, Hey, you are now entering the Arctic circle and no surprise to anyone. There's a Santa village on, uh, the Arctic (laughs) circle where even in July, Santa is there, uh, with kids on his lap, getting wishes. And, um, you can buy really cheap gifts and ornaments and have really bad food. If you want, it's sort of a Mm -hmm. Disney on crack, uh, with Santa Claus (laughs) at the Arctic circle. It's a, uh, It's a different world. And then we came back to Helsinki and and actually uh, enjoyed some civilization and uh, the Scandinavian hospitality. And uh, I've been back for about a week, but I enjoyed our trip. And I I know you did, too, just from the pictures. And I know who you hung out with. And uh, it's it's good to get away from the mic for a while. Uh, I think we're both ready to uh, to do some show.
1: That's right. Yeah, you go to you go to the North Pole, and I go to the southern coast of of Portugal. Well, I mean, go fucking figure. Yeah, you married who you did, and I married who I did, and that's <laughs> just the way it goes sometimes, kids. It is. It is what it is. So, yeah, before we jump into too much from from a wreckfest standpoint, I've got to I've yeah. got to do pre pre wreckfest stuff first and foremost. Jem and Rob from Talent Nexus they treated to mm. Julie and I to a night on the town oh my god so many different drinks it was it was ridiculous uh then we we hit the pandologic shindig and when i say we it was julie and i because you had a total rookie move you missed it entirely
0: <laughs> what did you say
2: <laughs> yeah 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 so you uh so yeah my rookie move you you sort of bounced out of rec fest early yes because because you party too hard cowboy that's the rookie move see (laughs) i got to i got to party with the edm crowd at the end of the show and got to hang out with uh candidate candidate id steven until the wee hours of the night if you will love him i can't do it in a scottish accent but yeah yeah Granted, you got some benefits of coming early and doing that thing, but I got a little bit of advantage with uh,
1: enjoying more of the show. But yeah, I appreciate the rookie comment. We'll talk. We'll talk about my my move here in a minute. But yeah, let's talk about Rec Fest. I mean, bigger, sure. better, amazing Ferris wheel. I was incredibly surprised because 2019 was our first time. Mm-hmm. Did it not seem bigger? There was a Ferris wheel for God's sakes. Yes, it felt bigger, <laughs> as the
2: Brits say. It was legend, man. It was legend, legend. And you were
1: shattered after
2: it was over. Yeah. And keep in mind, dude, we were we were not insulated, but we were there early. Yeah. Uh, we were sort of in our our realm of of conference where where we introduced and emceed. So we got to hear secondhand the lines you know, the traffic. I mean, just the masses of people that, that came. We only got to see them once we, we sort of got relieved of our duty, but I don't think you and I have as much appreciation for how big this thing was because we were uh, emceeing and sort of glued to the stage with our presentation.
1: Everybody wanted to get to rec fest. And it's funny, Shelly from recruitment flex, she hired a fucking photographer that, was next level shit. I got it. That's a big applause for Shelly. I have got to see the pictures. Yeah. And by the way, I was seeing
2: like drone photos. There was some pictures, just like the car overhead shot of all the cars in the parking lot. So, so, Jamie spared no expense with uh, with the media at this conference. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. And the, the videos from it are just now starting to pop. So, good stuff.
1: Yep. The Australians brought us whiskey. So, Craig and Lauren from uh, Topod brought us whiskey. It, was, it wasn't it was amazing because it was Australian, but it was whiskey. And and it was good enough that it didn't even last an hour. So, thanks, guys.
2: Appreciate the whiskey. And those are apparently aged with uh, kangaroo and scorpion. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> venom or something so it uh, had a unique taste that australian whiskey did
1: yes yes they they were they were treating their their fellow podcasters like royalty mm-hmm. i guess the australian way but lois uh, her green room was money i'm just mad i didn't get a chance to get a massage that's that was one of my one of the things i've got to next year massage <laughs> massage? A massage what? massage, a massage? They, no, they had massages there. I just didn't make time. I, I I was doing other shit. I should have next year. I'm making time.
2: Were you a little jealous that the uh, the Australians had hats for their podcast? Just a little bit. No. No, <laughs> not at all.
1: <laughs> I was not. Fuck hats.
2: I'm not lugging those things around the country.
1: Nothing beats our
2: T-shirts, baby. That's Nothing true. beats our T-shirts. Beats our T-shirts. Although a nice yeah. trucker hat with Chad and cheese might not be yeah. the worst thing in the world. <laughs> you know, the, Chad, the thing with me about going to events again is, mm-hmm. is just how much it's about the people. And yeah, we're going to mention yeah. a bunch of people and we already have very few of the the engagement or conversations with these folks had anything to do with, with, with recruiting. And, and I find that that is really sort of the secret sauce of what we do is that yeah. we're people that care about people. And as cliche as that is, that's how it should be. If I'm talking to Matt Alder, it's not about even the podcast or the industry. It's about like what scotch we're going to drink next or if it's <laughs> or if it's Stephen McGrath it's, you know, the fact that the dude has a metal plate in his face and he takes punches from Adam Gordon's kid at the conference. Or my favorite moment was uh, with Matt Charney. Those who know both Matt and I know that we are really big Oasis fans. Weird. Well, Oasis broke up about 13 years ago. So the chance to see them uh, together is almost none. However, a band, a cover band called Noasis, which you'll only see in the UK, played cover songs from roughly the first two albums of the band. Mm-hmm. Charney and I were in absolute mosh pit heaven. And he even tweeted about, I've never, I haven't been so happy in a long time as I am, you know, with Joel Cheeseman watching an Oasis cover band. So although Fest is about the industry and getting together, it's really about the people and the fact that we can go, you know, across the Atlantic and make connections on a global scale. It's just really, really humbling and really, really cool and a great benefit of having this dumb podcast that we do.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a chance to meet Stubbsy which was, which was awesome. yeah. On stage, he got a chance to come on stage with us. We did, as you mentioned, uh, got a chance to meet Rudy, which is which is uh, Adam's Adam <laughs> Gordon's uh, little man, who actually did did some sound work for us back in the day. If we had a poster. He might put our poster on his wall. That's how he much might. this kid
2: loves the Chad and Cheese podcast. We might need a poster. We might need a poster. Kind of I, like I, a stepbrother's
1: I, thing. We, <laughs> could, we could put that into a poster. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And he loves to say, we out. Yes. Oh, God. So I uh, got a chance to meet Louise. I can't believe we have I've actually been working with her for this long and haven't met her face to face, met her. No. I mean, it was just amazing, man. There were so many people, Jamie, Lois, Charlotte, the rest of the staff, they treated us. Like royalty. It was amazing. One thing that I was surprised about, mm-hmm. and, and I'm going to throw this out there for our friends from ISIMS I can't believe that ISIMS was there and they were outdone by smart recruiters. Smart recruiters had their own stage. Mm-hmm. Smart recruiters had, I mean, they like literally really killed the marketing where ISIMS literally didn't. And I, I, I thought, and I had no clue on how this was going to get set up, but I thought that ISIMs would come and they would come to Wreckfest hard. Yes, I said it. Come hard to Wreckfest. But they, they didn't. So I, I here's a challenge to, yep. to Susan and the marketing team. Don't allow that shit to happen again. Don't be fucking trumped by, by another organization who is less than half your size. That just blew my fucking mind. I couldn't believe that.
0: The meatloaf.
1: <laughs> and and a teaser though a teaser, uh-huh. uh, you you saw the mullet wreckfest. Uh, <laughs> you saw that right? Yeah, I did. I did. So somebody said that the wreckfest is like, like like a mullet, uh-huh. you know, uh, business in the front, party in the back. So Jamie actually had <laughs> that created in a cartoon, but it, it was in like stars and stripes, all that other fun stuff. Uh-huh. And uh, this is the tease, kid. Wreckfest is coming to the U.S. I can see it. It's happening. 2023. Get ready for it. All right. This this is just you pontificating. This is not like announced news. This is not announced, okay. but I'm teasing this. I know it's going to happen. He's got to come. It's going to come to the U.S. in 2023. And the U.S. needs a recruiting circus to come to oh, town from Britain, dude. It's a carnival. It's fucking awesome. Yes. Now the question is, what city would you have it in? That's a good question because there are plenty of plenty of opportunities. Right, where could we hold a carnival, mm-hmm. a recruiting? Festival slash carnival. That's a good question. You know, there. They, I think it depends on the time of year. If it's this time of year, holy fuck! I mean, there are <laughs> only going to be a handful of places that aren't going to melt. Yeah, uh, people that are coming. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, time of the year is, a, a i think, a, a big factor. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All I can say is I have no fucking clue, but I know that shit's happening. Yeah, there's got to be room like outside Atlanta or something. Mm-hmm. That's a big enough airport. And what I love about it is, and and the European shows are really kicking ass. We were at Unleash, you know, that was, that was in Vegas. And that in itself is 180 degrees different than Wreckfest. They are entirely, entirely different with regard to the types of Mm -hmm. audiences that they're trying to pull in, attendees that they're trying to pull in. They're two entirely different animals. It feels like. Europe has this shit figured out, and the U.S. is still stuck in the 1950s with conferences. It's crazy, right? Yeah. It's nuts. It's nuts. Come on, America.
2: Come on, America. You're embarrassing us. You're embarrassing (laughs) us. (laughs) By the way, Chad, I got to say this yes. side note. We are in Ulu, which is not a mainstream city in Finland. I'm sitting on like one of the strips of where people walk. You know Europe, right? People are walking oh, around. Yeah. They're, doing, yep. they're doing bird scooters and everything. America still has a presence, Chad. I go look on the street. There's a Burger King. There's a McDonald's. Yeah. There's a Subway. Sad. And there's a Taco Bell, baby. This is Sad. Ulu, <laughs> Finland. Fucking sad. Chad, speaking of Burger <laughs> King, I have a yes. non fest inspired shout out. Okay. Let's hear uh, it. All right. So on Europe. So this shout out is to is to Kevin Ford. Burger King employee Kevin Ford never missed a day's work in the twenty-seven years he spent as a cook at the Las Vegas location. Wow. How do you think Burger King uh thanked Mr. Ford for his twenty-seven years of service?
1: Gold watch, maybe. Huge shindig. No, big shindig. Yes. Yeah, especially uh, in Vegas. You're talking Vegas, baby. You yeah, take like, over, you know, like a, a conference <laughs> well, or some shit like that. Yes. This is
2: this is Burger King we're talking about. So slow your roll a little bit. All
1: right. You mean the, the, the it, second largest fast food chain in the world? Is that what you're talking that's about? That's what I'm talking about. Maybe okay. he's worked
2: it in and out. All right. Burger King gave him a backpack, a movie ticket, a Starbucks cup. Oh, my God. Here's the kicker, Chad. Uh-huh. Candy.
0: What did you say? <laughs>
2: What the? Fuck? What a way to thank a twenty-seven-year-old vet at your company! Oh. Uh, great, great resignation. Be damned. Uh, we're not going to celebrate our our old timers. Now, this does have wow. a happy
1: ending, Chad. Okay, thank God.
2: After a clip of his of this Mister Ford accepting his gifts went viral, uh, his daughter set up a GoFundMe page to help pay for travel to see his grandkids. Apparently, the the comments on the video weren't real nice uh, to Burger King and. Mr. Ford getting screwed over. Imagine that. So to their surprise, they've received over $350,000 in donations, including a $5,000 donation from actor David Spade. Huh. Yeah, a lot of people are in college for seven years. They're called doctors. Ford still has no plans to retire or take a day off for a vacation. No word on uh, rapper Rob Bass changing his mind on the Whopper. But BK, Burger King, not so good, man. Not so good. Not a shout out for you. Not a shout out for you. Shout out for Kevin Ford for 27 years of cooking burgers at the home of the Whopper. Damn. Birthdays. Birthdays also free shit, everybody I know we're, we're deep into shoutouts but go to go to chat click free whiskey by uh, by text kernel. shirts and beer we have new sponsors I think we talked about Ooh. beer right Aspen technologies is our new beer sponsor and our new shirt sponsor can we talk about that yet let's do it job get new sponsors new merch head out to chat and yes Let's go to birthdays, everybody. Okay, we got a few because we missed some weeks. Happy birthday! Celebrating another year around the sun, Jason Morris, my former boss and my first SEO customer back in 2005. A big happy birthday to Jason Morris. Jeff Hunter. Do you remember Jeff Hunter, Chad, from EA? Oh yeah. He had the Unconference back in mm-hmm. like 07 or 08. Yeah, yeah, what happened? Man, what happened to Unconferences? Blast from the past. Oh, another blast from the past. you remember Christian Anderson, Chad? He's the former jobster PR guy. So he got the deal oh, with uh yes. with that bullshit. And now oh, back fuck. to some more familiar folks. George Larock. <laughs> he's going to rock out with his cock out on his birthday. Roy Mauer, <laughs> Brian Cheney, Trent Cotton, Christina White. Lily Siegel Gardner, Justin Spencer, David Steven Seagal Bernstein, <laughs> Eddie O'Neill, <laughs> Ellen Spiegel, Lee Cuevas, <laughs> Rob Bercy, Swamindu Holder. i did Ella. check that. He's, he's in, he or she is in the Middle East, which is cool. Uh, Matt, that British guy, Alder. <laughs> yes. Ben Saggers, which sounds like a nickname for a certain part of my body, and Claire Hovland and... <laughs> A fan favorite,
1: Sir Richard Collins. Happy birthday, everybody. Happy birthday. Also, a a little love to to Richard and Beverly Collins. They've got a well-deserved victory lap at Wreckfest. If you remember in Wreckfest 2019, Mm -hmm. I actually asked Richard, when are they going to get acquired? The very next day, they, they, they got acquired by Indeed, right? So And we haven't really had like a full rec fest until this year. Mm-hmm. And they got to take a victory lap, man. Just treated like royalty. That was awesome. Yeah. Now, my my rookie move, just so that you know, uh, was not so rookie because Julie and I actually had a chance to spend a couple of nights at Richard and, and B's place. So we had a great time. Wonderful hospitality. Gotta love the Brits. Big shout out to Richard and B. Yes, sir. Did you get to
2: drive the Maserati? That's the question. That's the real question we want to know, Chad. Did you drive or at least ride in the Maserati? Well, first off, no, We, we it was the Porsche. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> My bad. My bad. My bad. Did you get to pick the car that you drove, the luxury European car that Why you drove? Why would I in, do or? that? They were all pretty awesome. I just got in. Jeez. Does he have like a country house with uh with yes. with hunting dogs and a horse <laughs> stable and shit? Jeez, this is this is just getting out of
1: control. Oh, it's so pretty cool. it's pretty awesome. I'll give you that. All
2: right, man. Where are we where are we traveling next? And by the way, our travel is sponsored by Shaker Recruitment Marketing, we, Ooh. Love, we love them. We love them a long time. But where are we headed <laughs> for the rest of the summer and into the fall, Chad?
1: We're, we're taking August off, kids. We're just going to chill, okay? Because, it, you know, we, we need a little time to take a breath. We're uh, September 13th through the 16th at Mandalay Bay. HR Tech, baby. That's where we're going to be. And this is the shout out. As we had said, we need to see you scale it up, big boy. Scale up some HR tech. Can't wait to be there. For sure, they need to scale
2: that shit up. Just because you have it in Vegas doesn't mean it's off the chain. It doesn't mean it's off the chain. All right, man.
0: It's
1: topics.
2: All right, let's talk about the artist formerly known as TMP, mm. now known as Radency. Send in the private equity, Chad. New York City-based <laughs> Radency, obviously uh, TMP for us old folks has partnered and I put partnered in quotes uh, with New york city-based new Mountain capital terms of the deal were not disclosed boo the partnership will enable Radency to accelerate its software product roadmap and expand its suite of services focusing on helping enterprises, Optimally identify, engage, and hire talent. Founded in 1999, New Mountain Capital manages $37 billion in assets. Chad, this feels like a big deal that isn't getting a ton of publicity. Just do a search on Google
1: News. What's
2: your take on what just happened?
1: You've got to ask yourself, why would they be taking money in the first place? Right. I mean, they, they, they have a, a P.E. daddy already. Yeah. Uh, and they should be. I mean, they've got a hell of a portfolio. So why the fuck are they taking taking capital anyway for, for all the kids in, in, in the audience who really don't know that much about rating radiance? Just a quick, basic history. TMP Worldwide was founded in 19. 19- 67 kids. It's been around for a while. Acquired by Gem Spring Capital back in April of 2018. Since the acquisition in 2018, five acquisitions: CKR Interactive, Perengo, Maxim, Carve, and First Bird. So, mm-hmm. about a decade ago, I believed every recruitment marketing agency needed to buy or build their own tech. It was totally in fashion back then uh, to become a tech provider. But today. Recruitment marketing agencies cannot keep pace with innovation after being saddled with tons of technical debt, integrations from acquisitions, and the basic day-to-day wondering if you're a creative agency or a tech house. It's weird because Michelle Abbey's still there. And I would have thought that, you know, she would have taken the win Mm -hmm. after the acquisition and just kind of like, you know, went off into the sunset, enjoyed some vacation, maybe came back and created something new and fresh, but she stayed. And the big win now is it's looking more like the prospect of a big loss. I don't understand what radiancy wants to be when they grow up. (laughs) I guess, Rich. So companies are
2: almost never better when private equity moves in. Career builders may be the most obvious example, and we'll get to them later in the show. (laughs) And they're also almost never better when they change their name so going from TMP to Radency, I mean, yeah, okay, I get it. But you you mentioned it, a, a 50-year-old brand, 60-year-old brand. Mm. So it's it, it almost never works out. So you mentioned uh, GemSpring Capital uh, that came in in 2018. GemSpring, a relatively small player in the private equity business. They're worth about $1 to $2 billion under management. So to me, it's like this was entirely GemSpring getting their, getting their paper. This was GemSpring cashing out on that initial investment. So they come in at 18, cut fat, do whatever they do, rebrand the company, make it a little more sexier for, you know, 2020s and and beyond. They call up New Mountain, have the have have them a nice shiny, efficient, uh, profit spewing business that they say, "Hey, it's it's worth this, and here's our valuation." How about a little piece of this big boy, in New Mountain, with thirty seven billion under management? Said, "Hmm, this whole employment thing is taken off. There's a lot of money going into the space. Looks like a good investment. We're going to come in there, maybe clean up some more stuff, maybe put some money into some R and D and marketing, um, etc." So. To me, when you say "why take money," I think it was Jim Spring getting their getting their money. I think that was what primarily motivated this this move. But again, TMP continues to look like a cold, corporate, uh, efficient, fat-cutting you know machine. And uh, you know if that's what you want in your agency, then then have at it. But I think one of the big winners um, are the more personable agencies out there. Uh, I'll mention Shaker, who is a sponsor, so take that for what it's worth. But The agencies uh, and organizations like Shaker, which family business for 70 some years, you know, who do you want to do business with the uh, the machine or the people? And I think that uh, Shaker's in a better position today than they were yesterday because of this deal. But, yeah, I think I think the money is all about cashing out for Jim Spring.
1: I agree. But I also think there's there there's another out for perspective bigger acquisition because if you take a look at what Radency is pitching mm-hmm. and they're way over their skis on this one they're pitching more than than just programmatic where if they focused there it would make sense right if you focused on being amazing in one area it would make more sense but no they're talking about AI based technologies that identify engage and hire talent advanced career site platforms that offer a personalized and seamless job search experience mm-hmm. programmatic Advertising Tech, Candidate Relationship Management, CRM Solutions, and Automated Employee Referral Software. I mean, pick one and do it right instead of trying to do everything and providing a half-ass solution. Why did they need the money? I think they're going to be pushing a lot of this cash into making these products and these services just more sexy, just Mm -hmm. more cosmetic. And then they're going to be plunking money into marketing because they want to see a big payout. If you take a look at those five areas that I just pointed out, the total addressable market for something like that is fucking huge thing is I feel like it's smoke and mirrors. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a huge fan of Radency, TMP. They've been around forever. I, we both have friends that work there, mm-hmm. and yet I just I, I can't I, I just can't give them a big applause because this seems like a fireworks show trying to get everybody's attention to, to get a sale.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I, I'm surprised I. P and O didn't come out of your mouth uh, in that commentary because ah, maybe. you looked at why, why be everything to everybody. Well, it works out for Workday on the public market, so why couldn't it work out for an agency like Radency? Yeah, I think I think ultimately there's an IPO in the future. At least that's what they want to have happen. The one thing to me that was really odd in this is that it got so little publicity. Uh, like if you do a Google search on Radency mm-hmm. and, and New Mountain, There's not a lot out there. It's like a couple of press releases. No one's commenting. No one's like uh, whether good or bad saying anything about it, which to me is really odd. Something like this should be getting a lot more commentary, um, not just from a couple of podcasters like us. But yeah, this is this is one to watch. And I would not be surprised if when the market comes back and ISIMs goes public and there's a cavalcade of employment IPOs that Raidency isn't one of them. We shall see. Playoffs, layoffs, layoffs. Holy shit, Chad! No unicorns in this show. We're talking about layoffs. Is it the beginning of the end? I guess we shall see. But we have one confirmed, and one sort of rumored, unconfirmed, but a pretty good source from what mm-hmm. I from what I what I saw. Uh, but it's yes. undoubtedly a trend that I think we'll be seeing for the rest of the year and into twenty twenty three. Reported by Business Insider, remote. A unicorn that provides a global hiring platform is laying off a hundred people or about 10% of its workforce. On the other side, in the rumor mill... Popular ATS smart recruiters have laid off about 70 people, which is also about 10% of its headcount. Chad, is this an
1: anomaly or a trend in the making? I think it's a part of the maturation process. From internal voices, as you'd said, I mean, not just one. We have several sources saying that this has definitely happened. This is a rebalancing of the workforce. We've seen tech companies grow wildly out of control, to be quite frank. Now, many of them are taking a step back. They're reassessing where they need to grow and then they're applying a more controlled strategy. So to me, this is all about the maturation process of a tech company. It's hard to get out of startup mode and yet try to keep into the startup mode mindset. So is this bad? If you take a look at the website, they still have our uh, smart recruiter still has 70 positions open. It's all about rebalancing and it's mm. a shift. I think the mindset is the key. How do you shift the mindset to be more controlled and yet try to stay in that startup mindset from d- just a morale standpoint?
2: Yeah. You know, I think for two years, uh, everyone was like, hire everyone that we can. We'll figure out, you know, the future later. Sort it out. Or in the case of uh, remote, it's like, hey, we have how much money? Uh, We need to hire some people. So the the industry ran hot, not just for us, but everybody, right? Everyone in tech. Yep. And we're seeing a, a recalculation of valuations and, and and we're seeing headlines about Tesla and big companies that we don't necessarily think of as having layoffs, laying off, you know, 10, 15% of their workforce. So I do believe there's definitely some rebalancing there. Although we're looking at inflation and recession fears, everything on the labor market is still really strong. Um, so, you know, Knock on wood, our industry may may uh, come out of this uh, perfectly fine where other industries do not. So, yeah, I think, you know, look, smart recruiters hire a lot of people uh, because everyone needed their services. Uh, Companies are putting, you know, hiring freezes and they're being more conservative. So it's a good time to say, hey, let's let's cut some fat. Let's get some under underachievers um, out of the company. And bring some new uh, new blood into the company. I think with remote, it was partially that, but also you know the board and the investors saying, okay, you know the world's cooling down. We need to like uh, recalculate uh, what we're doing, and let's lay off ten percent of our workforce. I do not think this is going to be an isolated incident. I think we're going to see more and more companies lay off you know ten fifteen percent of the workforce. The question will be: Is this round one of the layoffs? Or is this the end of the layoffs? And that is yet to be determined. let's take a quick break and uh, we'll talk about something near and dear to your heart. The military.
1: Human resources is supposed to be about humans. I mean, it's right there in the name. But when your hiring team is more like an assembly line glued to their computers, manually posting heaps of jobs everywhere they can think of, that human part feels nowhere to be found. This is a new era. Pando IQ takes the mind-numbing copy-pasting and nerve-wracking guesswork out of the job posting process. When you plan a hiring campaign with Pando IQ, you tell us who you need. Then, before you ever spend a cent, we predict what it will cost to find them. Pando IQ chooses the ideal recruiting sites from thousands of options, targeting the ones your next great hire frequently visits, then fires off your ads at precisely calculated times, surfacing the most relevant applicants for you to pick from. Now you're free to get to know the best talent, Build great teams and take care of your humans. Pando IQ will do the rest so you can get back to doing what the computers can't. For more information on Pando IQ, go to PandoLogic.com. That's PandoLogic.com. Chad, I know this may surprise some people, but
2: convincing an 18-year-old to volunteer for a job where guns and bombs might get thrown at them is challenging. And military recruitment is currently being challenged on a whole other level. Why, you ask? Well, reports say the pool of those eligible to join the military continues to shrink because of obesity, drug use, and or criminal records. And apparently, parents are becoming a growing issue. They don't want their kids going to the military when they could go to college, which is why you're seeing so many ads about getting parental approval for joining the military. Chad, I was getting drunk in Muncie, Indiana, while you were shooting guns in South America for the government. So I'm guessing you might have an opinion or two on recruiting for the military
1: yeah it was central america but that was close uh obesity and parents have always been an issue i mean i've knocked 40 pounds off of some of these kids in 12 weeks pretty easily so these are all to me they're all bullshit answers and not to mention remember when you used to see military ads on tv and also banner ads littered the web sure. the u.s military is the best re- recruitment machine in the world bar non hands down period mainly because of the budget they have to throw at recruiting at mm. anything they're not afraid to try new things as a matter of fact they have no problem failing because they just need to innovate they need to get to those those kids before anybody else does but again They've been eerily silent. And and why do you think that is? Well, I have a conspiracy theory. Ooh, Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready robots, baby. So listen, listen for a minute, because we will see this strategy play out in many different sec- sectors. In the past, when the U.S. military had issues meeting recruiting goals, you see them amp up everything and they are everywhere. That just doesn't seem to be the case. Plus, mm-hmm. when the military misses goals, you usually only see the reports in military pubs like Stars and Stripes, the Army Times, etc. But they are making national news now. Why? It's somewhat propaganda. They're building up because the U.S. military wants to move swiftly toward robots, Air Force and Navy drones, Army, Marine, robotic ground troops. There are two levers in this new narrative. Number one, we can't supply enough human resources to provide for the nation's defense. That's scary. Mm -hmm. That's that's fear. Right. Number two, less American fighting men and women dying on the battlefield. That's also something that's scary to think that your kid goes into the military and they could be on the battlefield. Sure. So overall, I believe you'll see this not just from the military, but you'll see this from many other industries saying, hey, look, we don't have the resources. They could manufacture that talent. They could. We'll talk about that later. But it's cheaper Jeff Bezos Mm -hmm. to actually go ahead and roboticize your entire fucking warehouse or your military.
2: You just blew my mind. Okay, so someone who spent 20 some years in the military, 20 years, 20 some years, 20 years. So your your conspiracy theory or maybe it's just a theory is that (laughs) the military is is busily producing Terminator-like robots.
1: Oh, dude, they're out there. You can see them. Lockheed Martin. You can see all of the defense defense suppliers uh-huh. it's happening all over the place and they're going to have a windfall in fucking profits and you think it's right around the corner this isn't 25 years from now this is dude we're already seeing drones in the sky now we're talking about actually yeah. providing ukraine with drones today right, right. And we're not just talking about the drones that are surveillance drones we're talking about anti-personnel anti-tank drones
2: okay so in your world no one has to pull the trigger At least on the ground. Right. The device is set off whatever automatically or someone some kid on a on a on an Xbox uh, is, is playing
1: war games and shooting off missiles. It's already happening. It's already happening. Now we put these drones and we've we've been playing with this technology for a very long time. So to be able to actually put it even more upscale into the battlefield. There, there you have it, kids.
2: Well, your commentary is way better than mine. I was going to mention like OnlyFans accounts for military uh, <laughs> military vets, or like having uh, the the Instagram account for the army uh, feature uh, singing soldiers and shit like that. But I like robots a lot better. So we're going to go with your <laughs> conspiracy theory as opposed to like an army OnlyFans account for uh for for veterans. Whew, that was good. All right, let's hit up uh, Slack. Good God, when was the last time we talked about Slack? It's been a while. since I got bought by Salesforce. Exactly. Well, here's your fix if you've missed us talking about Slack. Uh, We got two news stories. So first, reports say networking forums on Slack have become fertile ground for finding new jobs fast. Just don't expect... Inclusivity, Chad. Getting into the right professional group and navigating its dynamics can take some effort and knowing the right people, says a Slack group admin for content marketers. Quote, it does seem to be kind of an insider's club. People let you in on the secret as they discover it, end quote. Chad, I doubt LinkedIn is losing any sleep over Slack groups or forums, but what's your take on this?
1: Everything old becomes new again. Remember job board forums back in the the day yeah Yahoo. Job seekers. Yeah. AOL. Job seekers. Even job boards had forums back in the day. So job seekers would join forums, have conversations just like these. Mm-hmm. Seriously, nothing's different. People are looking for answers in places they trust because they know they cannot trust companies to be transparent and give them the truth. I mean, that's just what it is. I do agree, though, these are going to be not very inclusive types mm-hmm. of forums because the same people are going to find the forums because they have the same connections and the same networks. Yep. But yeah, at the end of the day, this is this is nothing new. We've been doing these these things for years. This is back in the 90s.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And that's you stole my thunder. That was pretty much my commentary as well. I think (laughs) I think I will add that LinkedIn groups has really fucked up. Oh, yeah. It went from like a really cool sort of admin. You could message people and people were actually active to sort of being uh, if you if you run a group, there's not a whole lot you can do to market it. Uh, most of the shit that gets on the feed sucks and it's self promotional. Mm. So LinkedIn has really fucked up their groups. They, groups should be really awesome. But as a side note, people probably love that on Slack, these forums that more or less recruiters can't invade these things. There's some sort of gatekeeping that keeps recruiters out. So my guess is a lot of people enjoy that they're not getting bombarded with uh, recruiters with shitty jobs or opportunities. Uh, They're glad that they're not getting marketed to by Casper mattresses and other things. So at least for now, until marketers find out a way to fuck up Slack forums, uh, they seem to be a pretty fun way to to get a job and try to try to get to know the right the right people. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see until the next group forum solution comes along. I guess Slack will be sexy. Uh, Next up with Slack, well, Chad, with 70 million jobs gone, formerly incarcerated people could use some good news and Slack just might have it. From a story in Fast Company, uh, Slack is expanding its training and hiring initiatives for people who were once in prison. An organization called Next Chapter, a nonprofit incubated at Slack four years ago, is training formerly incarcerated people to land tech jobs. The program has trained 30 apprentices. After their apprenticeship, all have been, offered full-time jobs at tech companies, not just Slack, but also Dropbox, Square, and Zoom. Chad, good news, Uh, a knife and a gunfight. What are we making of Slack's initiative to train and hire formerly incarcerated people?
1: Yeah, so unfortunately, the U.S. has the largest population of incarcerated individuals in the world. That sucks. Uh, These individuals usually do not have an opportunity to return to the workforce, which means they're literally forced to return to a life of crime to pay the bills. Mm -hmm. Roof over the head, food, you know, that kind of stuff that we need. Uh, Companies, on the other hand, they claim. They cannot find the right candidates as they expect the perfect candidate to fall out of the fucking sky or something. And when those candidates aren't readily available, companies cry about the skills gap instead of creating training programs and manufacturing their own talent like this. Now, Slack has only hired 30 Mm -hmm. incarcerated individuals, but that's better than zero. And what I see this is, is a, a ramping up of an opportunity, kind of like a vocational type of opportunity. And they've also started to spread this out to 14 other companies like themselves. So really the big story to me is that they have a proven model. But now they're they're sharing it with other companies. Most companies will just keep this to themselves. Yeah. Slack is going out there and they're actually trying to reproduce this type of success. So that 30 could turn into 300, could turn into 1,000, et cetera, et cetera. We currently have right now 2 million individuals incarcerated, just incarcerated right now. What about those individuals that are out there who were formerly incarcerated who can't find a job. This is this is yeah. big. It's something that we need and I love to see a company, not the government funding something like this, a company who actually needs the talent trying to find solutions and actually manufacturing talent for themselves.
2: Yeah, you know the the demise of 70 million uh jobs. They blamed it on the pandemic, but I mean, let's be honest, a lot of companies were probably gun shy of uh, using the service or a lot of companies are still hesitant to employ formerly incarcerated people. This is a really, really big problem and it's yeah. very complex and multi layered. The story of the, uh, the Slack guys that were uh, looking at educational systems in prison noticed that they were learning to code without even having internet access. So, like, (laughs) this is an issue with, like, governments and and private institutions that are, let's be honest, serving most of the prisons or private organizations. They don't give a shit about Internet access, right? They just want to, like, make as much money as possible. So, there's no incentive to, like, have Internet and have the support system within prison, and then when they get out, if they've been in that system, keep in mind, a lot of these people have been in prison for 15, 20, you know, plus years. They've never seen an iPhone in person. They've never like signed up for Hulu. They've never like so many things that we take for granted, like they've never done. And th- and now they have to be trained to code and know technology to get these jobs, when they haven't even, you know, experienced technology, technology like we have. So to me, it's like a multi-pronged problem of government, commercial entities, uh, associations need to be a part of this in some form or fashion. But it's it's a very complex problem. Uh, I give Slack a lot of credit for for tackling the issue, but they're going to need a bigger boat. If they're going to conquer uh, this problem, otherwise, they're going to make a, a small dent, which I agree. 30 is better than zero and 30. Hopefully, will be, will be 300 in a year and maybe yeah. 3000 and 30000 at some point, which is still, unfortunately, a drop in the bucket with the number of people that are in prisons in America. So applause to them. But they're going to need some help. They uh, they got a knife in a gun fight and uh, they're going to need some help. Let's take a quick break, pay some bills, and we'll talk about Sherman, one of our favorites, Chad, career builder.
0: Are you struggling to attract the talent you need today? Do you lack visibility into where your recruitment ad dollars are really going? and wasted spending. And hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at acquireroi.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today.
1: All right, let me preface this next story with this is the do as I say, not as I do portion of the podcast. Oh, that's great. Yeah. In an article on HR Dive entitled SHERM will pay $221,000 to improve program accessibility to settle an ADA suit. The organization named the Society for Human Resource Management, a.k.a. Sherm, got smacked for not complying with the Americans with Disabilities Act, or ADA. That's right, kids. That's right, kids. Your leadership organization that certifies HR professionals and has training and certifications on ADA apparently apparently needs to be trained themselves or they just don't give a shit about individuals with disabilities uh, accessing their content. Just simply perform a Google search on SHRM ADA certification and you will be buried in SHRM content on how to do this and do that around ADA. Sherm literally was not doing the basics like providing transcripts for podcast content uh-huh. captions for video content and sign language interpreters at its events just to name a few things all very basic shit that the world's largest HR leadership organization could obviously not be bothered with so again this is the do as I say not as I do portion mm-hmm. of the podcast how do all of our HR listeners feel about their crazy little SHRM certification now. That's the question. <laughs> ah, the meatloaf. Fuck. Fuck.
2: There are certain businesses where you can't do certain things. Yeah. And I'll simplify it in saying, if you're in an Outburger, you can't fry up a frozen patty. Like, there are just certain tackling... And fundamentals that you can't fuck up on, and Sherm just fucked up on one of those things. They sir, they cooked up a frozen patty, Chad, and they <laughs> fucked up. And it's not going to be the last or the first fuck up by Sherm, but this is one that looks really, really bad. Uh, the The fine is not you know, earth shattering $221,000, but the optics of this for an organization who's dedicated to solving what they fucked up on is really bad. Yes. is really bad.
1: Optics on this. And it always seems like Sherm doesn't give a fuck about the optics ever, ever since Johnny Taylor took over. It's like, whatever, he's going to brush whatever bullshit off. Cause he just doesn't fucking care. That's what the optics are for the rest of, of the industry they just don't think that leadership at sherm gives a shit and in this case they don't give a shit about individuals with disabilities accessing their content it's
2: all about the subscriptions chat it's all about the membership baby it's all about the membership Mm -hmm. uh well speaking of companies and organizations fucking up let's talk about career builder oh someone called dewey cheatham and how see what i did there (laughs) Job search, advertising company, career builder, and Chad and Cheese favorite will pay about $3.8 million to settle a class action lawsuit accusing it of shorting pay to its sales representatives. (sighs) Naughty, naughty.
0: They allegedly
2: stripped these workers of commissions that they had earned. Under Under the terms of the deal, sales representatives who worked Career Builder from 2018 to 2019 could receive payments ranging from a minimum of $625, that will still buy some beer, Chad, to thousands of dollars. Eligible Career Builder sales reps have until October 5th to submit claims for a share of the settlement funds. Chad, what do you make of this fuck up by one of our favorite fuck ups, Career Builder?
1: At one time, Career Builder sales staff was one of the best in the industry, period. This is not. In the building sales team's playbook, by the way. Yet, CareerBuilder has figured out a way to fuck up even the very basics since they've been acquired by Apollo. Mm-hmm. This is just part and parcel of what we've seen since Apollo took over. They're, they really don't give two shits about people whatsoever. They're just looking to carve off pieces of their organization, mm-hmm. sell it, and get more gravy. And in this case, they got slapped for keeping some of the gravy away from their salespeople. And one of their salespeople, I believe it was actually in the article, could prospectively get $1.25 million out of the settlement.
0: What did you say?
2: So under the previous compensation plan, Chad, reps allegedly were paid monthly commissions of 4% per month net revenue from the sale of, quote, most CareerBuilder products and services, end quote. Under the 2019 plan, Career Builder adjusted the commission down to, you ready for this, point. of net revenue. No gravy for you. And then remove (laughs) commissions entirely. Okay, dude. Yeah, fuck Apollo, okay? Some pencil pusher did a risk assessment and decided screwing over the sales team was going to be less costly than actually paying out commissions. Dude, if you're listening to this and you were selling for CareerBuilder in 2018 and 19, do us all a favor and go get yours, okay? Because that's some bullshit. I just hope you're not working for Burger King now, because those assholes are even worse than Apollo and Career <laughs> Builder, and maybe even worse than Sherm. We, we out. out.
1: I'm Rory from Scotland, the country which brought you electricity. Thank you for listening to podcast with Chad and Cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Nada niente. Anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcast.
0: We out.